Welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the executive director of an apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ in the gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday gospel in ways that help people who work. You can find this podcast as well as helpful articles, videos, and other materials on our website, which is utgatwork.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting sites. This weekend, we celebrate the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. If he does not listen, take one or two along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in their midst. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever had the rather unpleasant experience of having a performance review at work that involved negative comments that you never heard before that point? It's a very sad thing when that happens. Not only are you blindsided by the negative comments, but you didn't even have a chance to offer your perspective before they came a part of your permanent record, because now they're written down and forever a part of your personnel file. I can thankfully say that this hasn't happened to me very often in my career, but it has happened. Looking back now with the benefit of many years of managing people under my belt, I can see that when this happens, it's not the person's fault. It's actually the manager's fault. Now, that's not to say that people never mess up at work, nor to say that their bad behaviors or poor performance should be swept under the rug. No, there are times when it's quite appropriate to call out negative things in someone's review. If there truly is bad performance, any experienced manager knows that a paper trail is a legal necessity when it comes time to demote or fire someone. The problem is when the manager uses the performance review as the opportunity to unload something that they've never shared before. This is poor leadership. A leader should always be willing to point out areas where an employee can improve, but those discussions should start offline, one-on-one, and in private, where correction can be helpful rather than destructive. I've told my people for many years now that if they hear something from me for the very first time in a performance review, it's clearly a failure on my part. If they're not performing well, I'm going to step in and address it immediately and not wait for a formal review. A friend of mine by the name of Deacon Steve Morello spent some time as general counsel at a large firm, and if someone came to him with the intent of firing an employee, his first response would be to ask, can you tell me why you as the manager shouldn't be fired instead? His belief was that a manager's job was to make his or her people successful. Deacon Steve, by the way, has written an article that will be posted on our UTG at Work website in late September. Now, you may be thinking that this is a pretty strange way of kicking off a homily talking about performance reviews, bad leadership, and firing people. And I'll confess that if I were preaching at Mass in my home parish at St. John Vianney, I might tone it down a bit. But today's Gospel speaks to this very point when it's viewed through the lens of the workplace. And that's what UTG at Work is all about. So let's delve into it a bit. 
Jesus lays out for us a fairly simple approach for dealing with people who have sinned against you. First, talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. If that doesn't work, bring a few others into the discussion so that their testimony supports your concern. And if that doesn't work, bring them to the church. And if they won't even listen to the church, don't bother dealing with them anymore. What he's describing is a process of escalating concerns further and further up the chain with the idea that the more public it gets, the more likely they'll be to admit their fault. But if they just can't get to that point, even after you've gone to the top, well, it's probably time to cut bait. Isn't that essentially how a good leader in the business world should act as well? If someone isn't performing, there should be some sort of an escalation process for bringing it up the chain and making it more and more public with each step with the hope that the person who isn't performing will change their ways. Of course, one substantial difference between the church world and the business world is that in the church we never give up on anyone. We always stand ready to welcome them back with open arms if they're willing to repent. In the business environment, once a person has reached the last step, they're gone and there's very little chance of ever getting them back into the fold. So, do we see this kind of escalating of problems in the business world today? Does it start in private and only become public if necessary? Sometimes, but not always. Far too often, what we do see in the business world is that some or even all of the initial steps that Jesus lays out for us are ignored by poor leaders. They may never confront the employee one-on-one -on -one to talk about the issue they're seeing as Jesus recommends as the first step. Why? Well, sometimes they're afraid because they simply don't like conflict. Sometimes they're on a power trip, and they feel like it's their right as a leader to spring bad news on the employee in a formal review. But in the end, avoiding this step is a disservice to the employee. I found in my own career that oftentimes when I brought up a performance issue with an employee, they already knew that it was a problem before I mentioned it to them. Perhaps I just needed to have it called out for them to fix it. Perhaps they needed training. Perhaps they weren't capable and needed another assignment, but it's a courtesy and a sign of respect to the employee to start there. A poor leader may never want to bring others into the discussion as Jesus recommends for the second step. Why? Maybe they're too proud. This is their issue and they will deal with it alone. Maybe they know deep down inside that they're actually wrong and bringing others into the conversation would only force the others to call out their own deficiencies as a manager. But skipping this step is a problem. The employee may not believe his or her manager when they point something out, but if others are seeing it too, they may reconsider. A poor leader may not want to bring the issue to senior leadership as Jesus recommends as the third step. They may prefer instead to just fire the person. Why? Well, perhaps it reflects poorly on them because their people aren't performing to expectations. Perhaps they want to avoid interaction with their own leadership. But skipping this step is a problem as well, because it can serve as the final warning to the employee that they need to address their issue or risk being let go. But what's perhaps the worst scenario is when the manager takes none of these steps and doesn't fire the employee. This is what leads to poor performers continuing to hurt the organization and their co-workers without correction. This not only hurts the company's bottom line, but can also cause good, solid employees to leave because they see that poor performers are not being addressed. Why should they bust their tail to do good work when someone else is essentially treated the same way for doing poor work? As unfortunate as it may be, there are times when someone does need to be let go. If they simply refuse to align with what the company is asking of them, then something must be done. 
Way back in 1891, Pope Leo XIII wrote an encyclical called Rerum Novarum, in which he said, quote, A worker must fully and faithfully perform the work which has been freely and equitably agreed upon. End quote. St. Paul, in his second letter to the Thessalonians, says, Anyone who would not work should not eat. Now, all of this may sound a bit harsh to some people. After all, isn't Jesus all about love and peace? To this I offer a few thoughts. First, yes, Jesus is love. This is true. But love doesn't cower when it comes to doing what's right, and it doesn't tolerate injustice. Love is strong. Love honors truth. If a good leader really cares for his or her people, they will embrace the need to offer helpful correction that will make their people more successful. When he needed to do it, Jesus was never afraid to rebuke and correct. Yes, he did it with love, this is clear. But he did it nonetheless. And second, it's always important to look at any particular gospel passage in context. What led up to it? What came after it? This gospel passage is a great example of exactly this point. Just prior to this passage in Matthew, Jesus tells the parable of the lost sheep and the shepherd who leaves the ninety-nine to find the one. And just after it, he tells Peter to forgive not seven times, but seventy-seven times. So what do we learn from this? As Christian leaders in the workplace, we're called to correct those who are not performing in a way that Jesus prescribes. But we need to lead with love, and we need to always be willing to forgive. A good leader may need to leave the ninety-nine to go and rescue the one. But the one is worth the effort, because the one is dearly loved as someone who is created in the image and likeness of God. Before we can help someone correct their poor performance, they need to know that we care for them. As the saying goes, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And if at any point in the effort of correcting a poor performer that person asks to be forgiven, he or she must be forgiven and given another chance. Not just once, but if they're sincere about it, we must forgive them over and over again. Many books have been written about the leadership style of Jesus. He empowered his apostles, he trained them, and most importantly, he loved them. They weren't just tools for him to use to get his work done. Rather, they were the people who would run his church after his ascension, and he wanted them to be ready to do it. He wanted them to be excited about doing it. And so he shared the mission with them so that they could embrace it as well. Here at UTG at Work, we're all about helping women and men live their faith and witness to Christ in the gospel and the workplace. And so, our perspective on the gospel might be a little different than what you might hear during a Sunday homily at church. But we believe, and we are convinced, that the living word of God is applicable in all environments, including the workplace. Good leadership isn't easy to do. But when leadership is done well, it can help people accomplish things that they could have never done on their own. Ronald Reagan once said, The greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He or she is the one that gets the people to do the greatest things. Performance reviews can be a wonderful tool for helping people do the greatest things. But they can also be a means of bringing people down and killing off any ambition they may hold in their hearts. A good leader knows how to use the advice that Jesus gives in today's gospel to help their people. Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace in the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.